0: everyone. Welcome to your newest episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast with your host, myself, Laura Matsu, and my husband, Bernhard Gunther. And today we are going to speak about a much discussed topic, how, which is how to protect yourself from psychic attacks. So, you know, the topic of psychic attacks was also referred to as spiritual attacks in some religions, I find that it used to be quite taboo or esoteric to speak about, but now it seems there's a lot more conversation around this, especially in spiritual communities. But while psychic attacks are definitely a real phenomenon, we've also noticed in our own experience that many things can be mistaken for a psychic attack, which are maybe stemming from somewhere else. So in this episode, we're going to cover what is a psychic attack, what are the sources of them? How to identify psychic attacks and how to protect yourself from them? And for those who don't, are new to our podcast, we always offer a second hour where we go deeper. And on that second hour, the second hour is only for members. So if you'd like to sign up, it's you go to veilofreality.com/slash membership or you just go to veilofreality.com and you can get an a option in the drop-down menu to sign up as a member. And on that second hour, we're going to talk about um, some more advanced knowledge about how to protect yourself against psychic attacks. We're going to talk about the rebound effect and how your own projections towards others can actually come back around and attack you and feel like a psychic attack. We're also going to speak about some reasons that we've noticed that some people may experience psychic attacks more than others, what makes you vulnerable to them and cover some more advanced techniques for dealing with them as well, share some personal experiences that we've had um, with psychic attacks. So before we get into that, I just have a short announcement. We are currently in a round of Embodied Soul Awakening, which is our three-month psycho-spiritual group coaching program, which we host live with online learning content and weekly calls. Um, Really great group we have this time. And we are going to be doing one more for 2023. Well, almost one more for 2023. It's going to run mostly in 2024. But we will be start taking registration for that last round, which will start um, sometime late December, early uh, January Um, We will start taking applications for that very soon. Again, we have a lot of people on the waiting list. So if you want to be added on the waiting list and be notified first, go to www.thetimeoftransition.com and you can get added to the waiting list. Um, And last time, I think we basically filled up on the people who are waiting on the waiting list on its own. So if you want to join, I highly recommend Uh, boing on the waiting list so that you can be notified first when we open registration. So again, you go to www.thetimeoftransition.com to do that. All right. So let's just go into it. So I just want to give a little primer. So why do we talk about this? Because Something you're not going to hear in any conventional psychotherapeutic context for most of them, actually, is that psychic attacks aren't real. You might get diagnosed with schizophrenia if you tell a psychiatrist about them. Um, And we really just want to blow that perspective out of the water. Uh, we want to offer a truly integrated psycho-spiritual perspective on the world where we start to recognize that, yes, there are non-physical elements, there are non-physical energies, entities, various different kinds of non-physical sources that affect us. At the same time, it is crucially important in the stand that we take that we have to be willing to to not take a victim attitude towards um, psychic attacks, meaning, oh, I'm helpless, I'm being attacked by entities, you know, it's just happening to me, um, and really just feel disempowered when we experience these psychic attacks. So it's really important we take self-responsibility by arming ourselves with knowledge, especially self knowledge, which means knowledge of yourself, your own traumas, your own wounds, your own different sub personalities, your own parts, so that you can determine when you're being psychically attacked and when it's something else and what you can do about it. So let's just go into it and first just define what is a psychic attack.
1: Yeah, excellent introduction and definitely very important topic nowadays. Also, as you were sharing, it reminds me also of the times we are in, this time of transition, right? This evolution of consciousness, the veil is thinning. So there are other forces also coming through from other realms. But what we want to talk about is really psychic attack and differentiate that from entity attachments or entity interferences, which is kind of a little bit related, but there's a still a crucial distinction. Um, so in a nutshell, a psychic attack is basically a non-physical Attack, or interference coming from an outside source, outside yourself, and it's, it's attacking you basically through your own mind. And it can manifest through thought injections, um, you know, creating all kinds of negative thought forms within yourself, which then correspond to negative feelings such as depression, depression, or just feeling irritated, fear, paranoia. Very typical for any form of psychic attacks, and it can also manifest in the physical body. In all kinds of body pain, stomach, ache, stomach ache, pain, headache, low energy, tiredness, all of that. Um, and as Laura said, it's you know, all of this these symptoms on a psychic, psychological level, or physical level can have all kinds of causes and not necessarily psychic attacks. So we really need to be able to differentiate. Another very big thing that a psychic attack uh comes from a source that is within yourself, actually, which we we'll go deeper. In the second hour, it's called the rebound effect. It's an occult law where actually your own uh, intensive thought projections from the past come back hunting you down, so to speak, and you experience the projections of your own mind via uh, a thought from you actually created. But for now, we want to just really focus on a non-physical attack coming from the quote-unquote outside. So, what are some of the sources of psychic attacks? Well, some of them can be literally entities, ties a little bit into entity interferences. Many of them actually, when we speak about entities, and that's a big topic I've been researching and talking about a lot on my website, veilofreality.com, for many, many years. We've talked about these forces, Sri Aurobindo called them the hostile forces, the hidden hostile forces or cold forces, archons, aramanic, soradic or Luciferian beings from the Rudolf standard tradition, archons, and all of that, whatever name you may be. Want to give them? They exist in another world on their own, and they can easily interfere with you, right? And inject thoughts into your own mind. And they can be uh, perceived as a psychic attack. However, what's also very common is that so-called earthbound spirits can also psychically attack you with their thought projections into you from the from the other unseen realm. And what are earthbound spirits? We have talked about this before. These are spirits or soul aspects of deceased human beings that have not crossed over but they are stuck on earthbound on the lower astral realm hasn't very confused beings very traumatized souls that can easily not only attach on human beings but also infuse thoughts into you that are not your own so this is the source basically from other entities earthbound spirits are called hostile forces archons demons entities from another dimension But what is very, very common, and that's also what we really want to focus on in this episode, that there can be psychic attacks from other people attacking you. And there can be two kinds, unconscious attacks and conscious attacks. What are unconscious attacks? Well, that's basically you're subjected to negative shadow projections from other people. And they don't have to be verbal. They can even just think very hateful, angry, vengeful thoughts about you and you can perceive these thought forms that come to you as a psychic attack because you have to always understand in the ether, in the astral realm where all the thought forms linger and move around and are created, they're beyond time and space. So you can receive a thought form attack as a psychic attack from somebody from the other side of the world because he or she is just very uh, much focused on you and really Um, thinking just very negative thought projections about you, basically negative shadow projections that can easily be perceived as a psychic attack. For example, resentment, hate, anger, envy, jealousy, right, from other people directed towards you can manifest as a psychic attack. Also gossip, right, slander, and just people talking behind your back, talking shit behind you on social media when people just riff and, and engage in this shadow dance of just really projecting another person, putting somebody down and really infused with their own emotional superiority and shit-talking can be perceived by the uh, person that's uh, directed to as a psychic attack. So that's very important to understand. Another thing which is really fascinating, I found in, in my research also on, on various uh, books, I think it was by William Baldwin, who talked about this as well, that actually excessive worry by a loved one, can be perceived as a psychic attack, be it your mother or family member excessively worrying about you, or your loved one, husband, or when you excessively worry about your child, for example, he or she can also perceive this as a psychic attack, as a negative thought form, projection, so to speak. So very, very important to be aware of. And then conscious attacks obviously ties into black magic, right, where Black magicians, left-hand path followers literally create thought forms, evil, negative thought forms to put curses on other people and spells. And they can also be, obviously, the classical curse is a um, psychic attack in itself. And they can also put spells on places, on certain things, and all kinds of objects that hold the thought form and can then result in all kinds of negative experiences if you have this object in your close proximity or at home. So that's more conscious attack. Um, Another source is when an entity is working through another person who are targeting you. That's a classic Agent Smith syndrome. Remember, again, the Agent Smith syndrome is a reference to the first Matrix movie when Neo was trying to wake up and Agent Smith inserted himself in other programs, other humans trying to get to him. So similar, that's actually a very deep esoteric truth uh, that others can serve or act as conduits, as portals for other forces, beings coming through them and attacking you. But it's completely unconscious on the part of the person who is the vessel for another entity or being. Then as I just mentioned, certain spaces and places also can carry carry certain energies that can lower your defenses and make you more vulnerable for psychic attacks. And last but not least, it's... The source uh, we got deeper into in the second hour is your own thought forms and projections coming back around to you in the so-called occult law of rebound effect.
0: Yeah, so let's just unpack some of these. So, you know, I would say the more rare cases are for uh, this kind of conscious attacks, like black magic, curses, ritual spells... Yes, there are many people who know how to do that, but the average person doesn't know how to create a black magic spell or isn't engaging in any sort of rituals. That does happen, especially if you're around people who are into that kind of stuff and then they turn against you. Um, Even when I was in Peru, it was very interesting because a lot of the shamans there would literally battle each other with black mm-hmm. magic out of jealousy or envy and try and put curses on each other, especially if one of the shamans was like making more money than them and they got jealous. So that's a very, very real phenomena that we mainly just don't accept in like Western culture. If you explore other different cultures, like in Peru, even in uh, some forms of Hinduism, you know, it's it's a common. It's not a common thing, but it's, an, it's a known thing. It's not like this totally taboo thing, like you're just crazy to think of that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the unconscious attacks. So yeah. I think this is more what people experience. At the same time, when we're going to go into how to protect yourself and how to analyze this, it is really important to not jump into fear paranoia Mm -hmm. and if you immediately just assume that it's a certain person that's attacking you that's not a good approach you're making an assumption there so you know it is important to investigate all the potential origins but if i'm under psychic attack for or if i'm under what i perceive as a psychic attack for example first i start to investigate the origin within myself because as we'll explain later knowing your own shit, so to speak, will help protect you, basically. So when you're hearing this stuff, just understand that falling into fear, paranoia, making assumptions that certain people are psychically attacking you is not a great approach because that will also lower your own uh, energetic defenses and make you more vulnerable to them. So that's really important to understand. Um, but we also have to realize that, you know, every thought that we create has energy. It can co- become an entity of itself and be more conscious about the thoughts that we think about other people. And especially when we have really charged, hateful um, pain, p- feelings towards someone else like generally speaking if you have an issue with someone else it's best to work it out within yourself to release that emotion consciously rather than just stew on them and think of them and just think of how much you dislike them that's not going to help you so um yeah anything to say to, to that to that
1: well i think um when we talk about unconscious attacks, shadow projections, you know, when we get triggered by somebody else, and we all engage in this. I mean, you have to be really honest with yourself. I can see it in myself. I bling on somebody, my shadow gets activated, I get upset at somebody, especially social media, and then depending on the intensity, how long you have it in your mind, and you engage in all kinds of negative projections to this person, that can reach literally act like a psychic attack on this other person. In that sense, you're actually unconsciously engaging in in black magic. Yeah. Uh, But you will also have to deal with the rebound effect, which we'll talk about shortly. But I want to just continue what you just said. So I think we need to understand also how to identify a psychic attack and not come to premature conclusions. Oh, I'm psychically attacked. This is a psychic attack just because you have a thought intrusion, feel bad or something. Very, very careful. see a lot of same fallacy, uh, with assuming there's a psychic attacks, like many people assume it's an entity that's uh, attacking them or they're attached to them and all that. So like you rightly mentioned, first and foremost, you really need to know yourself and your psyche very well to differentiate it, what is coming from the outside, possibly from another person, or what is your own stuff coming up, your own shadow getting triggered or trauma coming up. Or also simply not being in a good shape, on a good mood, or not feeling good because of what? Bad diet, lack of exercise, lack of sunshine, too much screen time, lack of nature, Mm. and all that. That can obviously also contribute to negative thought forms or quote-unquote psychic attack you may be feeling within yourself. Um, So in, in other words, without knowing and understanding and applying shadow work and trauma work, key points and work on yourself on a consistent basis, including a consistent meditative meditative practice, I would say, to be able to still your mind, to observe your thoughts, Mm -hmm. first of all, not right away, to identify with them, Um, the discernment will be virtually impossible. So this is very key. And as Laura just mentioned, you also need to know the different parts of your personality. Big practice for that is internal family systems. And I remember William Baldwin also... uh, Mm emphasize that point in his work on spirit releasement therapy relating to entities and earthbound spirits that before you make an assumption that an entity is affecting you, you really have to know the different parts of your personality first, otherwise you will mistake that as an entity or as a psychic attack.
0: yeah, let me just add on to that. um so let's just talk about. I mean, for starters, being having a meditative practice where you can still your mind and not identify with thoughts is critically important because the mind is a trickster. The mind can come up with a million fearful thoughts. It can come up with a million thoughts about this person hates me, this person hates me, especially if you're carrying trauma, which is typically unconscious until we realize we're carrying it. So that's the first prerequisite is really critical, is like you have to be able to... Not, not not, be afraid of your own thoughts, for starters, and to be able to witness them, to do self-inquiry processes on some s- disturbing thoughts you may have. Um, and another key point, too, you know, and this is actually kind of ties into a personal story I have. Um, yeah, your shadow being triggered, meaning that you could actually be projecting your own shadow through fear and uh, not liking someone and then immediately thinking they not like you, you know, which can also be related. Like I I see a lot of people who often think that everything is about them. I've Mm. even had people who messaged me and I shared a meme on social media and they assumed I was talking to them. So We need to be very mindful and be very aware of making everything about us in the process, you know, which can actually stem from a wound, a narcissistic parent growing up or a a wound to the self. Um, And then knowing your own shadow too, you know, because if we like have negative or if we have fearful thoughts and we just don't like someone, we might think they're psychic. We might assume they're psychically attacking us, but it's basically our own projection towards them. And I just want to just also touch on a personal story as well, because the consistent meditative practice is actually not enough. You need to have the psychological knowledge as well. You need to understand the state of your nervous system. You need to understand the basics of trauma therapy and you know what what a dysregulated nervous system is if you're disassociated so I had this experience when I was actually in India doing my yoga teacher training and I was doing two hours of meditation a day and I was doing two to three hours or more of yoga a day like that's a lot of meditation and yoga to doing at the same time and I know this' is a trigger topic for some people but I was on a vegan diet which was making me way more disassociated than I am in this present day. So I've switched my diet since then, but I was extremely disassociated. I was extremely out of body. And most importantly is I didn't have any understanding at the moment of trauma and how it affected me and how it created disassociation and dysregulation. So when I was in a yoga class one day, my teacher training, um, I experienced extremely intense anxiety out of nowhere. And it could have been a psychic attack. I assumed it was a psychic attack right off the ba- right off the bat. But as you just mentioned, I had a bad diet. I was doing a lot of practices that, even though they were kind of spiritually opening me up, they were also disassociating me. And I didn't understand the the implications of what's called implicit traumatic memory where traumatic memory can be stored in your nervous system. And that will show up as like just sudden fear out of nowhere. Like you just going into flight or flight that could point to a memory that happened before you pre-verbal. So before you could speak, before you had your conscious memory recording stuff online and that kind of stuff came up periodically in my own journey until I started to notice signs of dysregulation until I started to actually practice more somatic embodied meditation. And I started to become aware of the state of my internal nervous system. So what I thought was a psychic attack was actually a dysregulated nervous system and a state of disassociation. Mm -hmm. So it's really, and I see this in people all the time. Like if you're someone who tends to be, disassociated in general. And you won't know until you start psychoeducating yourself about trauma, by the way. Like you might think, oh, I'm not disassociated at all. But meanwhile, you know, you're always in your head. You don't know what your emotions are. You can't feel your body. You consistently feel just anxious or worried, or, you know, your thoughts are going a mile a minute into worry thoughts. Like you need to be able to basically read your nervous system to tell when you're getting a little bit dysregulated and learn how to consistently down regulate meaning, you know, go into rest and digest, deep breathing, relax yourself, so that you don't ever reach the point where you're disassociated, essentially. And that takes, you know, trauma, work with trauma. I also, if you're someone who tends to be disassociated all the time, it would really help you to work with a therapist on that. But you need, if you're someone who tends to be disassociated, whether by diet, lifestyle, unresolved trauma, then what you may experience as a psychic attack could just be your own disassociation.
1: Yeah, you mentioned some great points. I want to also add on a little bit. Number one, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, what you said at the beginning, it's very important not to become paranoid that you think other people are psychically attacking you, because you rightly said it ties into being narcissistically wounded. Mm-hmm. So, narcissistically wounded, meaning uh, one of one or both of your caretakers have been narcissists, or your childhood needs were not met, so you become hyper vigilant. You cannot really trust people. You uh, are very sensitive to other people's critique, and you think it uh, something is wrong with you. And then, by extension, you project it externally. That the world of people are against you. Yeah,
0: you take things personally which are actually not meant to be personal. Exactly. Like we, so if someone is like like a little bit off with you one day, immediately you think it's like, oh, they hate me. Like you always make, make it something about yourself.
1: Exactly. And by extension you can this easily then when you get to the topic of entities or psychic attacks that you see entities where there are no entities or psychic attacks where there's literally no psychic attacks, but it's coming from your own inner wounding. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Number two, very Thank you for sharing about your experience being vegan or vegetarian where you're disassociated, um, bad lifestyle. And this is a whole topic in its own. Many people may get triggered, already triggered, by the distortion of that you need to be vegan or vegetarian to be spiritual in the whole vegan agenda. Because from an occult, hyperdimensional perspective, it leaves you vulnerable for psychic attack and entity interferences. It's been written in the traditional occult literature. And I even may remember... Uh, Dion Fortune, in her occult classic, she's, she was an occultist over 100 years ago, ago wrote a book, Psychic Self-Defense. She said, uh, you know, especially when you're under attack or dealing with some sort of psychic disturbance from uh, other people, uh, spells, or what she even said, the very disturbing throw of thoughts from other people projected towards your even entities. Um, if you and I don't have a grounded diet, full holistic diet, it includes actually meat uh, to keep you grounded in your body and you're just on a vegetable, vegan, vegetarian diet, you leave yourself more open for attack yeah, because you're more out of body yes. and your aura weakens. So it's very important to understand that, that from an occult perspective, it is not beneficial to be on the vegan diet. And just to be clear, we are here not promoting any specific diet. Everybody has specific needs, but it's to be considered that there have been a lot of distortion and corruption in spirituality and regarding diet for not only hundreds but thousands of years. And when you look into the occult teachings and bring in psychic attacks, hyperdimensional realities, it interferences, you can see the connection. Okay.
0: Yeah, so now let's cover what actually what, what could be a psychic attack, you know, and how it can usually present itself. So, um, you know, it's usually sudden. It can wake you up in the middle of the night. I have a personal experience about that. Or you suddenly start thinking of someone out of nowhere who may be projecting onto you. And this is tricky because again, don't make that assumption don't just assume, you know, I have people, me- I can't tell you how many people message me thinking that like, or have messaged me thinking, oh, did you write this about me? And they assume that I'm referring to them. You know, I, I get it, you know, like it's a lot of people kind social of, social media. No? yeah, we personalize things a lot. So, yeah. and I would also say it's, this is why we're really stressing, you know, having a consistent practice where you're engaging in self inquiry, you're engaging in inner work. You've resolved any major traumas, any feelings of disassociation because the discernment is impossible because many of the symptoms can be similar to basically just being in a freeze or traumatic state.
1: Excellent. So I would like to, do you want to share your experience, uh, what happened in the middle of the night?
0: Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Okay. So I can share, so let's differentiate between like my own stuff and the conditions that happened when I was at this yoga teacher training that I just shared and a true psychic attack. So, and I don't know who came from it. So like, that's also another thing, like maybe even just get out of your mind where it's coming from because you might make a false assumption um, okay. So I had basically in the middle of the night, I'm also going through a very intense 12th house transit too, by the way, which I'll just share. If you have especially Uranus in the 12th house, Uranus can um, bring up psychic attacks. 12th house transits in general can bring up things, but also as well, they can stir up uh, um, basically material from the, from the unconscious that can seem like a psychic attack. So it can stir mm-hmm. up old memories or old experiences or old traumas. So that's why you really, like, you cannot differentiate if it's a psychic attack or not if you've not engaged in some deep psycho-spiritual inner work that includes an understanding of trauma. So let's just get really prefaced, like, drill that home, because people will start making assumptions, um, and they might anyway, but it's fine. Okay, so... Basically, uh, I woke up. um, I I fell asleep for a moment. It was it happened at night, and I fell asleep for a moment, and then I woke up in extreme fight or flight. And I mean, like an anxiety attack level of fight or flight. And I started getting some of these. uh, I started getting these fears of like someone being out to get me, someone going to take information that they found out about me and try and cancel me. Like they were very paranoid and fear based. It wasn't based in reality. It wasn't based on anything that was happening. Um, And I had the discernment to know the difference and it just wouldn't go away. I was in extreme anxiety. And like, keep in mind, I'm someone who (laughs) engages. I've done a lot of trauma healing work, including working with a therapist, Um, I've done a lot of somatic meditation. I have a daily meditation practice, daily yoga practice. I also tend to not get fearful thoughts in general because of my meditation practice and how it's been able to establish a witness within me. So I don't, I'm not this kind of person who goes down rabbit holes of fearful thoughts um, in general. Um, So I woke up and I had these just extreme uh, kind of like someone's out to get me kind of experience, kind of feeling, you know and so basically it created huge anxiety in me like i literally had a panic attack which i haven't had um in like i don't know like over five years at least um and it was super intense and so basically i couldn't sleep so i got out of bed and immediately i was like regardless of what's happening i will prayer will work best like if it is a psychic attack or if it's just my own stuff i'm gonna sit in front of my altar and i'm gonna pray and immediately, you know, I had this very profound experience, actually, I was praying. And then, you know, I had this opening where I realized, regardless if it's a psychic or attack, or this is a real, you know, intuition, none of it matters. You're worrying about nothing, which is like more or less the kind of message I got from the divine Um, And I was still in anxiety after that, I have to admit, even after the prayer. But I wasn't so fearful about like this kind of storyline that my mind was making up. Um, And then, you know, it was interesting. The dog came to go check on me because I'm sure he could sense my own fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And then immediately when he came to go check on me, like I burst into tears. Like I went through this emotional process after that. And then it was interesting because I was just sitting there praying. I wasn't able to sleep. Like I was super alert and activated and like just awake. And it was like very late at night. And I usually go to bed very early. And then interestingly, the dog left and he started barking outside and like Mm. wouldn't stop barking. And so I went to go check on him. And I was like looking outside and he was like growling and barking. And I had to really hold him back. And there was nothing out there. Like there was absolutely nothing happening Mm. out there. And then something strange happened and our fire alarm started beeping as if it had a low battery. And it was very strange because it didn't actually have a low battery. We found out later, but it started beeping. And so something was happening to the electricity in the house and it started beeping, beeping, beeping. And then when I went to bed, finally, after a long time, like praying and then, you know, settling down the dog um, and I calmed down the beeping, Stopped in the fire alarm. So, you know, there was some paranormal type activity happening surrounding it. And by the way, I also want to point out that I didn't um, automatically assume it was a psychic attack. What I started doing is I started doing my own self-inquiry, working with my trigger, working with my emotions. And that was one of the main things that actually calmed me down is I was started working with my own stuff. So I was basically kind of closing the potential entry point via my own wound so that I wasn't so vulnerable. So that's the point we're really going to g- gonna go into in the moment is that your biggest vulnerabilities are your own unintegrated trauma and shadows. And so even if you are under a psychic attack and you, you know, first off, I wouldn't suggest making that assumption at first because you need to take self-responsibility. You need to inquire what's going on within your, your own psyche in order to differentiate.
1: Yeah, that's. An, I remember that night. It was crazy. <laughs> um, after you woke me up, yes. But you made a really good point, And we're going to go on this shortly as well that for any psychic attack to be really effective, be it from unconscious from another person, shadow projection, or conscious, even black magic, or other entities, forces, beings, it has to have an entry point. There has to be something within you to respond to it in order to ignite it. Right? Yeah. And that truth cancels out any blame. Yeah. And like you did, you can use it as a teaching function to inquire within first and foremost. But before we go deeper into that, I also want to share... An experience I also had recently, you know, in the uh, with a psychic attack, usually happening s- sudden, and sometimes suddenly you start to think of someone who may be projecting on you, and you know, recently all of a sudden I started to think of this person out of literally out of nowhere, and I haven't thought about this person for literally three years, nothing, and I just had the image in my mind of this person, even the first name. They don't even remember the last name, you know, and I keep thinking about it and just kept over a day. The thought came back in my mind, like out of nowhere, literally nothing I read or looked up that reminded me of this person just came out of nowhere. And then I was really kind of like curious, you know, I'm going to check out this person now on social media. Basically, you know what this person is up to, uh, specifically Facebook. And um, I really had to even then... First couldn't remember the last time, but finally I did. So it was really not in the forefront of my mind. And I checked it out. And lo and behold, there's this person with others talking shit about me. <laughs> like very vile. Like still, I had a, like an argument with this person three years ago. I don't even remember. I just let it go, even had block it, whatever. But this person, I'm apparently living rent-free in their <laughs> mind, was still going on about something or projecting and really, you know, vile personal attacks and this whole louche fest. Uh, And that's what I realized I was picking up on, right? In that moment, there was nothing I was imagining because it really came out of nowhere. I had literally forgotten about all of this. So that's how I tune into um, this person. But I also know, you know, again, whatever, however it affects me, I need to look within myself. It really hurts me or there's something brings up within me. There's an entry point and to look Within myself, a certain insecurity, right? So that's a teaching function. But I also understand the occult law whatever this person, others were doing in their uh, vile shadow dance and projections and shit talking, it's going to come back around on him and them based on the rebound effect, which we will be talking about. This is just a uh, universal law. Uh, so, and also very, very important as well, you know, when you actually can maybe verify on some level, really, after having done the self inquiry, that somebody else is producing a psychic attack on you, maybe unconsciously through shit-talking and uh, shadow projection, do not get tempted to respond in like. That yeah, is so very, don't very, attack important. them back. Basically. Don't attack them back. Don't start shit-talking about the other person. Don't indul- get yourself on the same level because this is almost then, this is what, you know, almost they want and then you just create a luge fest and other forces feed upon it and you are kind of, little. you put yourself into a cold trap because then you will have to deal with your projections towards the other person at some point as well yeah so it's very important to stay what I call zero point to be non reactive and that's another called defense law psychic protection um Dion Fortune talked about this as well. no attack, no defense mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. be very clear about it,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. and don't ever assume like it's it's coming from a specific person because to be honest, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, like you in this very rare case were able to verify that it was coming from a specific person. But I just want to really preface that because like, if you're not in tune with your body, your yeah. feelings, if you're someone who tends to be in fight or flight very regularly throughout the day or even freeze, which can also be a very functional freeze, um, as various trauma therapists have said, functional freeze, which basically means that you are... Functioning, you're maybe going to work, you're raising kids, you're doing stuff, but you're you're disassociated the whole time. And so, and sometimes, you know, especially with disassociation, sometimes you don't realize how disassociated you are until you come back into your body. And there's I've met a lot of people who don't realize that they're actually living in a state of disassociation because it's been so long that they've actually Been in their body, especially if something happened to them very early on in life, or their childhood environment wasn't safe, and they went into disassociation very young, they might think that that state of disassociation is a norm. Um, So you really need to be able to, you know, own your own stuff. You have to have techniques and practices to inquire into your own psyche to know what's going on there. Um, And don't make assumptions because the assumptions, especially if they're disempowering, especially if it sends you into a fearful or negative spiral, are not helping you. You'll feel more empowered if you realize that the best source of psychic protection is to be connected to your true self, is to be in a regulated state, which means calm, relaxed, present, able to observe, connected to your heart, connected to your true self and your higher self. That and really feeling grounded, embodied, um, um, you know, conscious of what's going on within and without. That's the best source of protection. But the moment that you go dysregulated, out of body, get trapped in your head, go into different negative spirals in your mind, um, you know, go into the blame. Blame is a really big one because blame yeah. basically, as David Hawkins has so wisely pointed out puts you into a disempowered state, which is a state of a victim. And I'm not saying that victimizing experiences don't happen to people. I'm just saying to basically blame the outside world for what's happening to you as if you you have no agency and choice to address it will also leave you more vulnerable to psychic attacks or any just negative experiences in general. And I'm not just saying, oh, just think positive thoughts, focus on your vibration. I'm just saying that there's different layers of somatic, emotional, psychological, and spiritual work, which I've noticed will automatically open you up to being able to perceive different energies and differentiate them from your own stuff, it basically can make you more intuitive and psychic as you do your own inner work. So that's why it's a prerequisite. And we're going to go into that more in the second hour about more kind of advanced tips for more psychic and intuitive people. But did you have something to add?
1: No, thank you for pointing that out. It's really important because you're right, especially, again, in the so-called movement, the French movement, there are a lot of people who are not well. They're very traumatized, very paranoid, right? We yeah. talked about this—a black the a whole episode, on black pill, where people see controlled op and traps everywhere, and the world is against them, and all of that. And they, you know, they live in this perpetual state of fear and paranoia, not even knowing that they're in this state mm-hmm. and thinking, mm-hmm. seeing attacks or psych attacks where there are none. You know, so yeah. it's very important. In this instance, I was very grounded. I was just, oh, oh this is interesting, and I also understand. That's when I looked up and saw this 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 projection luge fest happening there. Okay, this is a good test. So the uh, to the, the extent this is getting to me gets me upset or feel bad, that shows me there's still an entry point. I need to look within myself. Yeah. But I know I you know people who are not aware of that they may then go on the tension themselves, project back, or be passive aggressive or something like that. Yeah. And then you you have entered the game, right? And then you are subjected to called entrapments and all of that because you have taken the bait, right? Mm-hmm, you try mm-hmm. starting to fight fire with fire. Yeah. But ultimately, um, it is very important to understand, very key, and I want to repeat this as well, that any psychic attack, unconscious, conscious, you know, can only get to you where there is a weakness, issue, trigger, trigger, shadow part, or wound already within you and where the attack tags into Right? And then the psychic attack usually exaggerates and amplifies what is already there. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. For example, it may exaggerate more fear, more paranoia, more shame, more distrust, or physical symptoms, whatever it may be. There has to be already a seed there.
0: Which is what was happening to me when I gave this experience of the psychic attack that I had that was causing the fire alarm to kind of glitch out and the dog to like bark outside is that it did tag into an old wound of mine. And then interestingly, as I worked through that wound, through my own self-inquiry, through my own kind of letting go process, that's when the anxiety started to dissolve. And also I was doing practices to down-regulate myself. I did a bit of yoga. I did some child's pose, you know? So the real big thing too, if you're under what you think is a psychic attack. So again, like always like, don't make that assumption right away because it could be easier to handle than you think it is. That's the main thing. But down-regulating, finding ways to down-regulate your nervous system, basically to relax yourself, to get out of fight or flight, will be an excellent source of protection no matter what it is. Because when you're calm and relaxed and present, you'll be able to think more clearly. You'll be able to handle the situation. So if you are feeling what, you, what could be a psychic attack and it's getting you very fearful and you're getting into fight or flight based on what you're picking up or what's going on within your own psyche, the first thing you need to do is address the fear and once you address the fear, you'll be able to unpack what potentially could be going on. And we'll give more tips in the second hour as well, as far as um, you know, first aid in the middle of the attack, um, some more advanced tips on how to deal with psychic attacks, um, and also talk especially about the rebound effect, which is very key. And, you know, we're going to speak about the reasons why some people may experience more psychic attacks than others, what makes you vulnerable to them Yeah, and Target really profiles. share kind of like what we do, you know, in general, like the main thing is to keep in mind that your own psycho spiritual health, your own ability to be connected to your true self, to connect it to your essence, connected to self will be the best source of protection because you're going to be at a place where even if people are like talking shit about you and sending you hateful thoughts, it will not land on you. But if you're on that level, if you're drinking and going to bars and hateful thoughts and have self-diminishing thoughts all the time, yes, it does leave you more vulnerable to these kind of little critters and energies. So to really understand that your own psycho-spiritual self-work, your own ability to stay connected to essence, to stay regulated, calm, and present, is the ultimate source of protection and that's a long-term protection too
1: yeah exactly so in the second hour we go into more practical tips uh, short-term and long-term and preventive as well as a very very big topic of how your own thought projections and thought forms can come back around haunting you and seem like a psychic attack how they work and what to do about them and with that being said if you want to sign up to the second hour, go to my website, veilofreality.com slash membership and sign up over there. And as Laura mentioned in the beginning, if you want to uh, apply to our next round of embodied soul awakening, our 14-week group coaching program, very in-depth group group coaching program of psycho-spiritual work based on the fourfold approach of holistic self-we also go deep into this work, right, and then our practical way as well then go to thattimeoftransition.com, sign up to the waiting list and you will receive the first email uh, before we publicly announce the next round. Thanks so much.